0: Starting a podcast can be very time-consuming. I've been doing it for more than three years now, and my biggest challenge was finding a way to distribute my episodes across major audio platforms in a way that was easy, effective, and free to use. That's when I came across Anchor. And the best part is that you can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What is going on, everyone? We're back with another episode of Let's Grab Coffee. I'm here with none other than Claude Silver from Media, who's bringing heart, empathy, and love back into entrepreneurship. She is the Chief Heart Officer. Thanks for doing this, Claude.
1: I'm so, so stoked to be here. Thank you, and hello to your incredible audience out there.
0: Tell me something just off the bat. What is a Chief Heart Officer? Because that's usually a title that you don't often see in entrepreneurship
1: yeah i don't I don't know if you see it at all, <laughs> but as we were just saying, you know, give it up to Gary to uh, come up with an incredible incredible name for uh, for that person that oversees all people and their experience here the um, you know in other organizations, I might be called the Chief People Officer or Chief Inspiration officer or Chief Happiness Officer or chief HR officer, so it's everything all at once, and then it's also so completely different. My job is to infuse the agency with empathy and make sure I am touching and impacting every single human being here, creating connections with one another, making, uh, flipping flipping cynicism on its head to optimism. I'm really, you know, just giving this place the juice that it deserves, helping cultivate culture and helping individuals grow to be their best selves.
0: Is this something you knew early on that you you wanted to do? Like, were you always this kind of people person? Did you always have that energy within you?
1: I was always this person. I was absolutely always this person. I've always been someone that is a team player and very much a team captain or coach. Even at five years old, I can remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really rooting for people and also being a leader, and um, and I've had the benefit of whether or not I've been uh, captain of a soccer team or captain of the tennis team, or, um, you know, in an Outward Bound uh, course or leading Outward Bound. I've, that's just who I am. I have a belief in human beings and the human spirit. I think more than anything.
0: Yeah, and and what's what's funny too is like you're actually pioneering this this kind of role for yourself. How do you uh, it must be, I think, difficult sometimes because, you know, Gary V has this um, this kind of persona that's so genuine, which is often hard to come by. You know, he's always so approachable, you know, so kind. He has that kind of immigrant DNA, but also his approach is like hustle, grind. And that's really what he lives by as well. He's not preaching something that he doesn't uh, execute. So how are you balancing that kind of hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind with that empathy and that, you know, that kind of self-love, the self-care?
1: Well, I think that's, I love the question because <laughs> you know, there's a big distinction between Gary V the brand, mm-hmm. and Gary Vaynerchuk, the human Right. I work for Gary Vaynerchuk. And while he is still hustle, he is still bang, 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 he is such a human being. And what does a human being have? A heart. And his heart is so. as you said, he's so genuine. So, I mean, the way I balance it really is we have an incredible give and take or uh, relationship with one another, which is we we agree to either get each other to third base, and then and the person can like hit that hit that challenge or hit that conversation home. One of us does that, or one of us gets it to first base, and then we and then the other person takes it. Mm-hmm. So we just, I mean, um, to answer the question, I I don't have his same like. You know, I don't even know if that could be. Sorry. But I have a lot of uh, motivation and energy inside of me, which comes out when I'm with people, I think, in a very, um, very authentic, genuine, I am here with you way. Mm -hmm. That's my balance, is like, you know, Gary does five minute meetings. It's very quick, very quick, very quick. And I'm spending more time with people. So that I can really kind of like hold them, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. giving them that kind of like that the feeling of comfort, but also kind of safety that when I'm talking to you, I have enough of your kind of consciousness that I, yeah, I can get my kind of my message across without having to be so so snappy.
1: Yeah, that I think that's really it, and um, and also, you know, give out a healthy amount of tough love. I mean, it's not all. Yeah, you know, you can just be an a-hole. No, you can't. Like, Mm. you know, I I give tough love. I say, like, hey, listen, leader to leader, these are the things I think would be really, really important for you to understand about your makeup or Mm. these are the things that you you might want to change about your communication in order to really be a strong leader. You know, so I, I have those conversations just as I'm having conversations of, like, you know, someone struggling with anxiety or someone that feels as though they cannot push back on their manager, you know. They're, no matter what the conversation is, you know, you can throw whatever at me, just like you can throw whatever at Gary, and he will catch it and take it, and then, you know, kind of poof, give them a, just a great burst of uh, energy, and I'll hold it for a bit and then give them a great bit of energy.
0: Yeah, it, it's also interesting, like when you talk about anxiety, I think, uh, and, and I recently came across this, but like usually in business, when say you have a manager, a CEO, whoever you're dealing with as your kind of direct uh, report or whatever, um, you often don't want to show that you're vulnerable. You know, say, for example, you're having kind of like a bad day, a bad week, month, whatever. Uh, the first thing that maybe a manager traditionally would do is come to you and be like, George, what the hell, man, you're not meeting your metrics, you're not hitting your targets, what's going on? So it's kind of performance based rather than, you know, George, just take a step back. Like what's actually going on in your personal world? You know, Is there something yeah. you want to talk about? So how do you balance the two?
1: Well, there is no balance. There's no need for balance. The mm. only thing that's important is, hey, George, how are you doing? Mm. Hey, George, is there something going on outside of work? Hey, George, is there something that's, that's getting you stuck here? It's all people first, then the profit, then the business. I mean, they all, they all get entwined anyway, but we are the honey empire, not the empire honey. So there is no, there is no, there's no need to balance because you just put, you keep keep people at the epicenter, then it's always going to be about them.
0: Has there ever been a point where, when when you sort of entered this role, I think it's been two years now, correct? Three. Three years. So from the time you kind of took on this role till now, what really has changed within that culture uh, at at VaynerMedia?
1: Um, I I do believe what's changed at a macro is this idea of self-awareness and that without self-awareness, it's very difficult to get to empathy. It's very difficult to move your ego out of the way when you don't have an idea of who you are or why you do the things that you do. And so I would say that that, uh, the concept, the philosophy, and the the application of self finding self awareness is now in the water. Whereas I think before three years ago was something we talked about, but like, how do you help someone become self aware? I think now we have the tools and a lot of the um, uh, trust of the agency that we are going to help them build these life skills.
0: Mm. What was your approach when you know you were embarking on that journey for self-awareness? What kind of things did you do? Like, was it reading books? Was it talking to people? How was it for you?
1: Well, I decided to go on a ninety-three day outward bound course when I was nineteen to get my ass kicked. Is exactly <laughs> what it was for me.
0: <laughs> I love it
1: <laughs> because when you're carrying eighty pounds on your back and you are out there with nine guys and you're the only girl, and you're, you know. Freezing, you know what off, and the
0: mm-hmm.
1: Colorado Rocky Mountains, or you know rafting class five rapids down the Grand Canyon. You pretty much get to know yourself, real. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I did. And from there, I mean that was that was a thousand percent how I got started in this entire world of um, being very interested in, in, in human behavior and human development positive psychology, uh, Buddhist psychology, spirituality is like, that's when I said, all right, I've, I feel like I've cleaned myself up a bit. Now I want to understand myself. Mm. And and then I read, I went to a lot of, you know, meditations or ashrams or um, uh, spiritual uh, uh, settings. I, I got really into Marianne Williamson. Mm went to see her speak a lot. This is back in the 90s. Um, so I pushed myself hard because I didn't want to be in pain. I was in pain. I didn't want to be in pain anymore. So, okay, self-awareness, I was in pain. Self-awareness, I don't want to be in pain anymore. Self-awareness, what am I going to do? No one else is going to get me out of this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was like, a, all right, this is it. This is your life, let's go.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's often the case, right? You sort of realize that pain. You you almost have to look yourself in the mirror, and then you have to do something about it. I think so many, so many uh, times you see the opposite. Like people identify the pain, but they're running, you know, against the tide. Almost, um, it's it's often difficult though to to address that directly. Well, right? like,
1: I mean, it's. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I mean, we're 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 humans, and and. And in many ways, we're we're very uh, gluttonous and we want what we want when we want it, not realizing that there's such a thing as too much of something. Um, There's such a thing as running to just stand still, Um, you know, self-sabotaging yourself because Mm -hmm. you don't want to face whatever it is that wants to come up. It's scary because there is pain. There is pain in my No one wants pain. But that is part of the human condition, right? So uh, you find you find a way to make peace with that by knowing yourself.
0: Right. And, and as part of making peace with that, I think in one of the videos, you were sort of differentiating strength and skills, right? How, how are you helping employees at Vayner do that or, or team members, colleagues, friends?
1: Yeah. Glad you brought that up. I No one's brought that up in a while. Um, so... Uh, Strengths, I believe, are innate. I think that we are born or develop certain skills, whether or not that is a skill to play the guitar and you're very good at reading music, um, uh, you are good with languages, you are good with people, you are good with numbers. Those are strengths. I think the skills are, um, sitting down and grinding it out, hour after hour after hour, learning how to change chords on a guitar. You know, uh, a skill, if you are really good with people, the skill is spending time and time and time and time again with people and developing those muscles to be able to hold space for them in a non-judgmental way. That's a skill that doesn't come just naturally. You know why? Because we all like to judge. So there is a balance there. What we do here is we really want to put people in positions of strength so that they can play to their strengths. They can lean in on their strengths and thus be successful and grow in that, you know, uh, and we don't get it right all of the time. And that means we need to move people around or that means maybe we don't have a, a spot for them. But, you know, our intent is always true. Our intent is always coming from part
0: yeah it's very true and, and I remember even you saying that pe- when people join Vayner they, they join for a very specific reason you know like they can go anywhere but if they're coming here there it's you know there's something there that it's very clearly defined for them
1: yeah I mean you're coming here because you know that we are pushing the boundaries in the world of advertising and marketing you know, you know that we are flipping that world on its head that we are um, Attacking uh, challenges of of modern day advertisers in a different way. We are leaning in hardcore on social. You come here because you know we are going somewhere, not because we've been there. That's different. Those are those other agencies that have been around for a very long time, still do great work, but they have, they are the has-beens. They have been there already. We are coming into it.
0: Yeah, I no, no. I'm sure a lot of people you're also like that that's part of the team Are you know they're 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 driven they're energetic uh I'm sure a majority are also young and fresh if someone is dealing with say maybe a manager a CEO uh, could be a colleague who is stuck in that traditional way of doing things you know that the old saying is like well you know that's all that's how we've always done it so well, that's what we're always going to do how yeah. do you get how do you get past that
1: you're not going to skip that here but <laughs> um, so, I mean, how do you get past that is you have to be extremely courageous and say, I'd love to show you another way. Right. I believe there's another way. Or, by the way, just do it another way and then bring it to them. Because we're we're all, I, mean, well, I would like to think that we are all looking for more efficient and more effective ways to, uh, to create a product or to create some kind of messaging or whatever it is. But it takes it takes courage, and let's be honest, culture change, doing things, which is AKA doing things differently, starts in the fringes of society, in the fringes of organizations, and then slowly but surely you create a groundswell. So let's take um, I don't know like take. Take Jay-Z. I mean, Jay-Z didn't like pop up one day and he was like the man. You know, he started, you know, rapping in, in, you know, in Brooklyn, fringes, and then started talking about his dealing days and then so forth and so on. And then he got found out. And then, you know, now he's the king of the world. But he had to, you know, to take the first step and start writing rap.
0: Right, yeah, that brings up a huge point around patience, too, which I know Gary talks about all the time. How is it for you, like, just when you think of, about patience in terms of, um, you know, really helping foster someone uh, within their growth, within their self-development, how do you stay patient with different types of personalities?
1: Oh, what a great question, George. That's awesome. a great question. Um, I probably am patient with 99% of personalities. 99% of personalities I'm very patient with. There's a there's one percent of a, a, a personality type that I don't gel with, and I just don't gel with it. Uh, it's that personality type that does not take accountability for themselves, mm. who won't be a bigger person, and um, you know take take the uh, take responsibility when something really is their responsibility. I don't like people that push things to others. Okay, I don't I don't like that behavior. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think this, this is something I wanted to ask as well. That like on top of this is, like, you obviously have a very high sense of EQ. I think you have to uh, to be in the role and to be successful in the role that you're in and to play that part in the world. Going through university, for example, my my background was in finance. EQ isn't something that's taught. You know, I think this is kind of a part of your socialization, starting from your parents to your friends to your environment. How, like, what, what, why is that more of a superpower in you, like? What do you attribute that to over over so many years?
1: Uh, Being dyslexic and having to learn the world in a different way was a big part of it. Wow, for sure.
0: Did not expect that.
1: Yeah, I didn't do well in school, and I, I didn't. I started not doing well in school early, so I was tutored very early. And when you see things differently, or you know that you are not the same type of academic student as someone else like you have to start to um, you have to start to figure out how you can how you can win at certain things you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, so that was a big thing I think the other thing is my parents and my my nana uh, extremely extremely generous people extremely uh, full of gratitude and um, so they're, they're they're people that want to serve you know they they want to bring value to people, so um, that I think I had great role models as well. Yes. Thank you. I had great uh, great role models in that, and I, I, let's see. I mean, I think I think the other thing is I was aware that while I was an underdog when it came to academics, that I had a lot of strength when it came to people making friends um so yeah it's a really interesting question but for sure i know hand on heart like i had to figure out how to read people in a different way
0: that's that's crazy i love that story it's also because you almost found a way to turn that maybe uh, quote-unquote challenge that maybe other people might have seen as a weakness that you just turned that completely on its head and turned it into extreme powerful strength you know
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, uh, you know, did you take the SATs? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so did your so did your listeners. So I took the SATs three times untimed,
0: oh. and
1: still didn't get past you know 1150. And it's just like some people are really poor of test takers, and that just wasn't my jam. I just wasn't able to retain the information. Uh, 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 throughout all of those tutors that I had to tutor me in mm-hmm. SAT. So I'm I'm so fortunate that I'm an experiential learner and that I found that out early in
0: life. Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me of, you ever seen that picture of there's like a row of different uh, types of animals and then there's a tree and mm-hmm. then there's someone sitting on a table looking at an elephant and saying, well, why can't you climb that? And there's a monkey right behind it. But
1: um, <laughs> well, I'd like to see it.
0: <laughs> i'll send it over but uh it's just basically it's saying like you got to play to your strengths yeah um, and it's nice yeah. that you were able to do that i think that's going to serve well for a lot of people
1: yeah i, ho- I hope that's really helpful
0: um because
1: the, the the thing is about life is that we're all so unique you know like you started in finance someone that's listening to your podcast right now you know is really into um uh, heavy metal Someone else that's listening to your podcast is playing uh, World of Warcraft. Someone else that's listening to your podcast right now is twiddling their thumbs, thinking, gosh, I'm really bored. What should I get up and do? I mean, we're all different, and we need to respect the fact that we all come into this life and into this world, and by the way, into our jobs, bringing different, unique strengths. That's, That's the deal.
0: If someone is sitting in front of you right now trying to apply to get into your team, what would an ideal candidate have in terms of uh, overall kind of personality qualifications?
1: Uh, Trying to get into the media or trying to get into my team?
0: Uh, Either or. If they're different, then we'll just stick to your team.
1: Yeah. So I changed the way we hired a while ago. Uh, We used to hire for culture fit Mm. and, you know, the skills is great, if not, we teach you that, and we're, we're too big and need to be too fast now um, uh, to hire like that. Also, that got us a lot of similar people, and I wanted to diversify the floor and make sure that we were honoring what the macrocosm is all about, which is different shapes and sizes and ethnicities and whatnot. So I changed it from culture fit to skill set fit and culture addition. And so, skill set fit means we're going to look to see that you know, if we're hiring you uh, to be an editor, that you actually do know how to do video editing, and you happen to be a great person. Mm. That's the deal. So, what I'm looking for all the time is curiosity, spirit of generosity. I definitely want someone who can who is smarter than me, uh, and there are a lot of them out there. And that, by the way, that means you have to bend the rules on what smart is.
0: Mm.
1: Right? Because, I mean, here, here's, a, here's, here's a riddle. Sure. Who is the smartest person in the room? The room. The room is the smartest person in the room. Because the room is a collective of everyone in the room. That's something that people don't even think about. People go into rooms in the meeting rooms, you know, uh, beating their chests Like, I am the smartest. I'm in Mensa. I got a 1650 on my SATs. I've, I've won, uh, you know, I've won advertising awards. All right, cool, whatever. <laughs> nice person. Do you understand that everyone is a learner and everyone is a teacher? That's what I'm looking for. Everyone is a student and everyone is a teacher by the way, the other thing I'm looking for, George, and this is so crucial, is that you don't want to be the hero. Hmm. You want to be a guide. You want to be a coach. You want to help. You want to provide value. But you don't want to steal the sunlight. And I don't know how many people out there say
0: that. Wow, that's... Uh... That's deep, Claude I'm just going to take a second here, but
1: <laughs> I know I'm sorry I, 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 was I, in I haven't eaten lunch yet, and so I'm on fumes and uh yeah,
0: yeah. no, this is great I, I really like the riddle, too, and something that you always say is like your purpose or service is to bring the light out of other people um right and 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 is that is that kind of what wakes you up in the morning like that kind of fire
1: um the fire that I actually have in the morning aside okay. from um you know, hanging out with my little baby is um, I have a lot of excitement in me and I have a lot of uh, curiosity. Like, how, like, how is this day going to unfold? What's going to happen in this day? Usually it's what am I going to learn in this day? And, you know, in, in the other day I wrote down um, I, I, on, a, on a sticky, I wrote down words that, each and every person that I met with said, and they inspired me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm, I'm being clear, but, like, I, I get you people all day, 15 people, right. 10 people. And each person added to my little sticky note. And it was, like, so incredible. I ended up doing an Instagram post on it later on in the day because they educated me. They educated me on what's in their mind. And that also means what's in the mind of the microcosm there, it's culture. Mm. You
0: know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, so so finding that light one one of the things too that I just think about right now, because you, you have obviously a lot of passion and energy for what you do. What if someone who's listening to this doesn't? Um, what advice would you give to someone who kind of feels stuck but is too afraid to change?
1: First and foremost, how is stuck working for you? It's not working for you at all, is it? Probably not good. (laughs) Making you miserable. One of the things I've asked people that are stuck often is, what inspired you when you were a kid?
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, I like tractor trailers. Oh, I wanted to be an astronaut. Oh, I like playing baseball. Oh, I liked uh, uh, arranging flowers in my mom's garden. Oh, I wanted to be a teacher. All right. Well, in the, as we're, we're children, we have such an amazing, amazing sense of wonder. You know, when we're, when we're kids, we have just so much curiosity and, and, and we get inspired so easily. We, get, we find inspiration and passion. So then I take that question, and if you had all the money in the world and you never needed to work again, what would you do? Oh, I'd sail the seven seas. Oh, I'd go fishing in Tahiti. Oh, I'd go surfing all the big waves. Then why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you putting pen to paper, figuring out a five-year plan, three-year plan, so you can go sail the seven seas on your boat? You know, the the fact of the matter is, is, you know, to get it much more practical to someone that's on, on, on the other end of this, we have one go around. And as a 25-year-old, you think you're gonna live forever, and you will. You're gonna live 75 more years, probably. And this is the only body you get. This is the only skin you get. This is the only brain you get. And so why not use your imagination and make it the best 75 more years? Because no one else can do it for you. What happens when you let someone else live your life for you? It doesn't go well. Mm-mm. You know you end up really, really, really having terrible feelings about them. They pushed you into a corner. That's the thing like we have so much choice in this life, and as Gary says, like you could have been born a truck, <laughs> you know
0: yeah.
1: could have been a truck, one in four hundred trillion chances that George was born, and that Claude was born, so like what the what are we doing here?. Mm-hmm. Like and yes, it's easy to procrastinate, and I can procrastinate just like the best of them. But please, do not waste your life. Don't just don't do it.
0: How do you make the best use of yours?
1: Well, having a baby has really helped me prioritize my life. And while I don't necessarily have balance, I have I have more guardrails. I know that I'm going to spend X amount of time with her in the morning and come into work at eight forty-five. And I know that I could work easily work 10, 13 hour days, but now I leave at 545 so I can be there for bath, bedtime, you know, and, and, and food. And then I get back online. So I, I have to prioritize my time because I'm responsible for another human being now. Mm-hmm. Whereas I live a very long time only responsible for one person. I could do whatever I wanted anytime I wanted and no, you know, no one would care. So, I make sure that I, I squeeze this orange as just as hard as I can every single day so that I know, like, woof I sweated today i really I really worked hard today. I earned it today
0: what, What's like a 10 out of 10 day for Clo look, look like? like when you put your head on the pillow and then you're like, ah, like this was a good day what What is that for you?
1: Um I feel my energy was great, like my energy was high. I was able to be present with everyone. That's huge for me. Um, I learned something, that's huge for me. I felt chills, I got the chills when talking to someone. So I knew that there was like some a great energy meld going on, uh, it was amazing. I probably had a good conversation with Gary, whether or not it was on text or in person or on the phone. Um, and I would definitely say that more than anything, I felt that the accumulation of our cultures in all of our offices—that there were um, there were there were things in motion, that there were gifts that that people were starting to feel about this culture. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I think a lot of it comes to me really wanting to be a learner in life. But I'm just, I'm a giver. I want people to feel like they got something out of me that day, that I was able to provide them with something, and that, and that they, they and that they, that they felt better after hanging out with me.
0: Mm.
1: That's just juicy.
0: It's almost like what Will Smith says. He's like, uh, my grandma used to always tell me before I go to bed, I always have to make someone's day better, otherwise I can't go to bed. And uh, just that perspective, you know, makes you want to do something good with your day.
1: Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I wanna share, I wanna share uh, a tweet. That, uh, I wanna share something I tweeted today. Let's see if I can go there on my, my phone. Um, uh, because I think it's very relevant to the question that you asked me. And let's see here. Um, sorry, Laura, I'm, I'm holding up. Okay, this is what I t- there are so many people who wake up every day and have belief, hope, and confidence in us. So many people are rooting for us. How do you return that? That's mm-hmm. my And what I'm saying there is, not only do we wanna give, we wanna recognize all of the people out there that every single day are like, whether or not it's your mom, your cousin, your daughter, co-workers people believe in you
0: mm, that, 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 that's awesome
1: isn't that freaking mind-blowing really is it just blows me away Wow. Yeah, i thought about it thought about it this morning when i was literally feeding my daughter it's like <laughs> wow you know i'm gonna root for her for the rest of my life
0: no matter what happens
1: no matter what happens
0: I know you're hungry, so I, wanna, I do want to make sure you, uh, you go and get something to eat. But last question for you. Um, if there's one thing you know now that you can take back to when you first started your career, what would that be?
1: That, I mean, that I, that I am enough. Mm-hmm. That I am worthy of the job I'm sitting in. So if there's one thing I could tell that younger person is have confidence have confidence. It's okay. It's okay to be wrong, but use your voice. Take up space. Don't be afraid. That's what I would say, you know, because I, I didn't. I mean, and, and yes, times were different back then and things I think were much more um, hierarchical, but uh, don't don't cower. You know, that doesn't mean go in like a big braggadocious person. Be graceful. But don't cower, don't shrink.
0: Amazing. You have a voice, use it. Claude Silver, appreciate you.
1: Thank you, George. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you.